Hey, I'm Ashley Lemieux, and I'm here to help you uncover the greatest power in your life. You! After going on my own healing journey, I realized I was looking for the wrong thing, a way out. But I didn't need a way out. What I really needed was a way in, to fully uncover who I am. Each week I'll be sharing tangible tools and inspiring interviews to help you create a clear pathway forward in areas of your life that you might feel stuck or overwhelmed in. I'm not here to be the expert on your life. You are. What I want is to help you believe that. So get ready to reframe your thoughts, reimagine your future, and reclaim your power. Are you ready? I am. Guys, I'm so excited to hang out with you for the next little bit, and I'm even more excited about this week's episode, which is called, I am walking with people not standing on issues with Carlos Whitaker. And I just need to tell you about Carlos for a second. I started following him on Instagram. Man, it's been a while now. And everything that he does and the way that he pulls people together and the way that he sees people with what they're needing to rally around them is so inspiring. So I'm so excited to introduce you today to him if you don't know who he is yet. But Carlos is a hope dealer and he spends the majority of his time telling stories on stages and phone screens across the world that lead people towards action. Uh, He's a People's Choice Award winner, which is so cool. He's the author of three books, which we'll talk about today. And he really, everything he does really helps lead people towards freedom in some way, shape or form. And he's also the host of the popular podcast, Human Hope, which you need to go check out after this. So Carlos, thank you for hanging out today. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for asking me to be on your show. I'm honored. I have to tell you, this is actually a big deal because I've only had two men on the podcast. Holy cow. One is my husband. He's been on several episodes. And the other that just went live last week is my brother-in-law. No, it's just been family. It's just been the men in my family. You are like the first outside of the fam, the first male. So this is a moment I feel like. (laughs) This is, this is a moment. And, and I I feel like because I call my, and you're, you're in my Instagram family, because I call my Instagram family, my Insta familia, then it's fine. Then I feel like it's okay because we're, we're family and I'm like a long lost cousin and I'm, I'm glad to be the third male the third male on the show. So let's go. Here we go. And you live in Nashville, which my husband and I lived in Nashville. We moved back a year and a half ago. So I'm like, oh, dang it. We probably overlapped there for a while. Are you from Nashville? I'm not. I'm from Los Angeles. Uh, and, but, but I mean, gosh, I'm, I feel like I may as well be from Nashville because nobody's really from Nashville, but we've been here 11 years now. And so, you know, 11 years is like a long time in Nashville. So in Nashville years, I've been here like 70 years. So yeah, like your whole entire life. We loved, we loved living there so much. I miss it. There's so many parts of it that I miss. So, but I love that you're there. I feel like it fits. Fits yep. you because Nashville. It's good. No, the best. it's good. Nashville. Nashville's fun. It fits me. It's booming. Lots of people are moving here from all over the place. And uh, you know, I say I live here. I'm on airplanes a lot. I'm traveling a lot. So when I when I am at home, this is you know, home is where the heart, my heart is. We raise our kids here, and we yeah, we just love it. It's nice and central, so I can kind of get to any coast I need to pretty fast. So yeah, we love it. Yeah, it's a good spot. Yeah. Well, 
man, I feel like I'm like, where do we even start? Because there's sure. so much to your story and to what you're doing that I'm like, how do we fit all of this yeah. that I want to talk about into one single podcast episode? I want to, I actually want to know what this I am statement that we're talking about today means to you. So yeah. what does this mean to you that I am walking with people not standing on issues. Let's start there. Yeah, let's just start there. And let's let's jump off the into the deep end, off the high dive, uh, into a statement that I'm gonna say. I say it all the time. People ask me as an author and whatever public figure, you know, Carlos, where do you stand on this issue? Where do you stand on whatever hot topic issue A or B or C? And I always reply with, especially in public, I say, I don't stand on issues, I walk with people. Because every issue has heartbeats behind it. And every issue has, has a human that is affected by the issue. So I'm not going to just make a blanket statement about where I stand on this. I will tell you where I stand with a certain human that is affected by that issue. And so that, that's where that, that comes from is, you know, we live in a such a tribalistic culture now. I mean, it is now one side or the other on everything. And I think when people start following me and I don't like fall into that or fit into that, they don't, they really don't know what to do. They're like, well, well, I don't understand because you say you're this, I know that you believe this because I see what you do, but then also I see you do this. And that's kind of weird because there's some people that like, I, I don't agree with that, do this, but then there's other people that are, and so I don't fit in a box. And, and I feel like that's where we need to get back to. We need to get back to a place in a space where we stop drawing lines in the sands and, and not allowing other humans to even interact with us. And, and we need to get out of our bubbles where people look like us, talk like us, think like us, vote like us. And we need to start being human again, we've forgotten how. Um, and so that, that's really, that's what that is. It's, it's, a, it's a statement that I believe allows people to begin to think and say, you know what? I, I may disagree with this person's point of view, but I'm gonna walk with them and I'm gonna see them. And the more we see other people, the more empathy is built into our hearts and the more empathy that's built in our hearts, the more change can happen. And that, yeah, that's just kind of like my, my, my megaphone right now is I'm trying to get people to do just that. It's so good. And I, I feel like so many times when we draw that line in the sand and we put these, we put everyone outside of us into these boxes, even we yeah. even put our own selves into these boxes, Yes, but yes. It, it, it creates this mentality of they're different or, or they're other. It's like this, yeah. the other person and yeah. they're create, that creates such a big disconnect. I know that you talk a lot about this online. I do too. I think that that's one of the reasons that you can open up your DMs or see your comments. And there is just such hatred spewing on the yeah. internet every day because we've almost, it's like we, we don't view each other as people when yeah. we view each other as being other or different than us. And so I love that you talk about yeah. this so much. So, so then for you walking with people, like, it sounds great to hear that for, for someone who's listening, like, yeah, that's how I want to live my life. I, I, right. That's how I, that's how I want to do things too. But what does that look like? Can you oh, break yeah. that down for us? What are some of the tangible things that you do so that you can let some of the bigger issues 
I mean, yeah. kind of take a yeah. background to who the person is. Yeah. You know, no, I, I, I love that. I think it's very important for us to get sticky uh, with, with, with our actions. And uh, one of the things that I tell people all the time is to first, and I kind of mentioned a second ago, to, to bust out of your bubble, right? Uh, that, that's the biggest thing. Uh, curiosity, I think, leads to empathy. And it's hard to be curious, again, around people that look like you, think like you, vote like you, talk like you. So what are ways that you can bust out of your bubble and actually maybe confront and, and face some sort of bias in your life? You know, I believe that every single one of us have bias, whether it be racial bias, whether it be, you know, any, any sort of bias. We all have it. So the, the thing we've got to do is call it out. And the thing we've got to do is, is, is say, okay, this is what it is. Now I'm going to find somebody that I may have bias towards, not against, okay? Because I want to make sure we understand that. Like bias is just is just something that is in us. Okay? It's not like we're like, you know, spewing this out in a hateful way towards people. It just automatically comes up. So when you have a bias towards somebody, whether it be towards women that, uh, I don't know, comedian, comedian women, right? If you got a bias about them, like go find yourself a woman that's a comedian and i've never used a woman that's a comedian before in this example but i and, love it yeah and and go have lunch with them go like get get out of get out of you know um it is like if you are are used to you know uh, only you know uh, going to wherever you gather for your faith and it looks one certain way go 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 experience it uh, a faith community in another way in a way that you know maybe they have a service for three hours long and you're like i i need my 50 minutes my starbucks latte i need my three points i need to get out you know like no like, like go to like some black gospel church and, and allow the three hours to like infect you and so you can see what it is and so i just think the the more we're curious I think that's a very tangible way to bust out of the bubbles that we find, you know, that we find ourselves in. And then, you know, I think um, I had a video go viral last summer where I confronted my bias towards a, a neighbor of mine who I thought was, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, like I'm a, I'm a black guy that lives in the South and I live in an all white neighborhood. And all my neighbors are super nice to me, but there was just one old, white, cranky, crotchety old man that lived across the street. And I assumed because he was old and white and in the South that he was grumpy because he was racist. Like that's just immediately what I thought. Now, people may be listening to this going like, why would you assume that? Well, let me tell you why. Because my bias as being a black man in the South has been built on situations that I've run across where they mostly have been old white men that have been racist towards me so i built that bias against somebody that wasn't a racist and i didn't know that until i went across the street when he was painting a, a bunny black in his front yard like he had two porcelain bunnies he was painting one of them black and then he went inside and i was like why did he paint that black so i walked across the street and asked him the next day and he said this is my way of of protesting this is my way of saying that black people need to be treated with respect and equality and i was sitting here my jaw dropped because i'd assumed something i'd had bias against him but when i walked across the street again proximity always is going to be the thing that i think accelerates healing when i finally got next to him we became the best of friends now we you know drink wine in each other's driveways and we you know um and the poor guy was just living his own little single 70 something year old life. And now I've, you know, I've dragged him onto my Instagram and he's on all these shows and, you know, but I'm just, again, I'm trying to show people some, some practical steps they can take. Well, that's so good. I actually, now that you said that, I think that that's when I found you for the first okay. time was that yeah. viral video last year, which is so powerful. And I love the, the practicality of it because sometimes I think that we get in our own heads and we think that yeah. something 
our actions have to be bigger than they yeah. actually do. But in reality, so there's so many little opportunities for us every single day to reach outside of ourselves or to connect with others who who have different ideas or different viewpoints yeah. than us. And we can still not just coexist, but we can we can still be a community. Like that's okay. It's okay if we invite people into our homes who look, think, vote, act, talk yeah. totally different than yes. we do. But somewhere along the way, we've received the message that they're bad or they're yes. different and I'm right, you're wrong, yeah. I'm good, you're not. So then my next question is, okay, this, you know, thinking of someone who's listening like, okay, this all sounds really good, but yeah. there, there's still, there's things that I really believe in. Like there's things yeah. that I, that I really believe are right and true and that I feel like I need to use my voice for. Yeah. You do such a great job at using your voice and walking with people. Sure. Can you help us understand how we do that? How yeah. how do we still how do we still, you know, hang on to the values of what we yeah. know are right and true and good while yeah. also yeah. walking with people who have different ideas and viewpoints yeah. than we do? Yeah, you know, I, I think I think there's you know maybe two versions of this that people may be thinking of. You know, for me at least, because I think of this, albeit with a person on the internet that may not even I may not even have a relationship with, right? So that's like one version of a person yeah. because you know, like just because I I don't stand on issues and I walk with people doesn't mean that I don't have opinions on things, right? Like right. I share I, I I share what I believe. I shared all during 2020 what I believe, but I did it in a way where people that believe differently than me felt safe enough to hear me and didn't feel attacked. Right. And so, oh, that's so good. That's, that's the thing. It's like, how can you hold space for sharing what you believe, but making sure that those that, that don't agree with you and don't believe what you believe are, are still feeling valued are still. And, and let me tell you how you let someone feel valued. You see them and you, you hear them. And I, you know, I I'll say this to one blue in the face. This is my, my one trick is, when somebody gets angry about something that I've said that they believe differently about, and they they come with their thumbs at me, or I find some <laughs> forum where people are like taking me apart on the internet, like on some Reddit forum, and they're like, you know, pulling my life to pieces. And you know, I, I this I love to do it, whether it's my DMs or whatever. I just open up my camera, and I send them a video, and I have them look me face to face. And now I am only like, I don't know, it depends on how bad their eyesight is, within six inches of their face. And I just look at him and say, I just want to let you know that I'm for you, that I, I really am. I'm for you as a human. And that, that whatever it is that we disagree with, these are videos that I send, like that, that is like zero compared to like how I want, I, I want to be able to like move you forward in, in whatever way it is. I, I want you to know that I care about you. And whenever I send these videos, it diffuses 99% of the time. People don't even know what to do with it because I'm, I'm no longer an idea right? Like I'm no longer a brand. I'm a human that they now, and I'm like, so don't type back to me, send me a video back and let's talk. And they either completely ignore me and never talk and, and they don't, run away as fast they as they away, can. <laughs> or they'll, they'll come back to me in tears and go, I, I'm just, I, 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 this changes everything, you know, just talking to you face to face. So, you know, it, it's, I just think it's important for us to, 
you know, and then in a comment for us to hold space like that, like even in public in a comment, it's hard for me. Like, I'm not like a superhuman, right? I'm not a Superman. Like when somebody comes at me in public in a comment, you know, I try with there, and I'm probably seven out of 10 times I, I pull this off, but I try to be respectful back and say, Hey, why don't you DM me, you know, and I'd love to have a conversation with you. And again, it's, it's just, it's that piece of knowing that the reason why I, and I remember this all the time, the reason why they're so passionate about whatever it is they're passionate is normally it's attached to some trauma that they've experienced in their life. The reason why I'm so passionate about the things I'm passionate about is because a lot of times they're attached to some, to some sort of trauma in my life. So if that's the case, I know that their passion is attached to pain. And if their passion is attached to pain, I want to go there and I want to be able to let them know that, you know what, the passion part of what you're talking about, we can talk about that till we're blue in the face and we probably won't get anywhere. But let's talk about your pain and let's talk about maybe how I can help you. What, what is there I can do to help with that pain? Now, suddenly their eyes are turned away from like the conversation at hand and more towards their healing as a human. And so, again, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to help people get to that place. And it's not something that can happen overnight. Uh, but I, it's, I do believe that it's a muscle that we can exercise and that muscle of empathy will go stronger and stronger. Is there a moment in your life that triggered this for you or is this just always how you've been? Yeah. Um, gosh, no one's ever asked me that question before. I, I feel like it's, it's definitely kind of always where I've been just like I'm an Enneagram nine. Like I'm just, I'm a, I'm a peacemaker. Like I do have that eight wing. So I've got the justice in me, which I think is why I can have con hard conversations um, but I honestly believe that it, it, it really started in 2019 when my daughter got really ill and ended up in the hospital, Vanderbilt Children's Hospital for 21 days. And I began to see like an army of people supporting us that like I knew some of these people like were on the way opposite side of belief systems, ideology, politics than I am. But they still, they still kept every coming every single day. They kept praying for my family. They kept, and I was like, this is actually beautiful. Like, wh why is it? Why does this only happen when trauma? When like, you know, when trauma happens, that that we come together and unite. Because there's a reflex of unity that actually comes out in every single human. I don't care who you are. You actually deep down want to be unified with others around you. Like that is something that's deep inside of us. And so that reflex kicks in when something horrible happens, right? 9-11, as we're, we're recording this, it's, it's September the 10th. And tomorrow, September the 11th, I remember back. And again, as people are like rushing to help other people on that day, nobody was asking each other as they're running in who they voted for. <laughs> nobody was asking no. each other as they're running in, like, like what their opinion on this hot topic is. No, they just, as humans, were running together towards the fire, towards the disaster to rescue. And I, I honestly believe that reflex is inside of all of us. And I saw that reflex happen when my daughter was in the hospital. And so at that point, I started going like, gosh, like I would love to see more of this. And then, you know, when 2020 hit and I started to see the massive divide of, you know, when Black Lives Matter began and I started to see a bunch of people um, pushing back against some of these ideas and then other people pushing back against different ideas. And I started to see this tribalism grow and grow. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I feel like maybe I'm gifted 
to be able to have some of these conversations where people can come together that may not agree with me, but feel safe enough to talk to me and, and, and not feel like they're dumb for asking questions. And so once I started to see that working, I was like, well, oh, maybe, maybe this is my new job, you know? And so I'm constantly, you know, reinventing what I do, but this kind of become my, my job for the last 18 months is having difficult conversations with people in a grace filled way uh, and letting everybody feel safe, you know, on that journey. Well, you're literally the perfect person for the job. I want to talk about, um, oh my gosh, I, I'm like, why am I blinking? Tony. Yes. Okay. Okay. You got okay. it. So uh, recently, so something yeah. that, that Carlos does, you guys, if you haven't seen it yet, that's so incredible is that he finds needs from people who are literally just living around him, who he does <laughs> not know. And then he thinks, hey, this is a person that I am just going, I'm going to do something to bless their life or their day. And then it turns into their whole entire life has changed in the matter of what, like 24 hours. So I want to talk about Tony because I yeah. feel like this example of you walking with people is something that I often think about of, could you imagine if all of us paid attention to the people around us oh, every yeah. day like that? The, the power, the, the joy, the compassion, the unity that would result in that is such a lesson that so many people are learning from you. So can yeah. you tell us the story about Tony? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, you know, to, to, lean into what you're saying, what I love to do with my, my Instagram, and I've been doing it for, you know, I don't know, six months now is, find, you know, find somebody in need and, and, and see them. Basically, that's what I want. I want, I want them to feel seen. Now, sometimes them feeling, feeling seen equals us blowing their Venmo accounts up and, you know, making them feel up. So like we, my Instagram has raised a lot of money for people in need, whatever it may be. And so I've been doing that for a few months. And then you know, and again, like you said, it's not like, it's not like this planned thing. Like, uh, like I, I'm not like, you know, I don't have a spreadsheet of like the 10 <laughs> things that I want to like the Insta Familia to lean into over the next few months. But so I'm, I'm walking through a, the, the Atlanta airport and I'm on my way back home to Nashville. And I actually had just gotten a, a gig canceled, a, a speaking event canceled because of COVID. And so this was maybe, I think at this point, maybe eight, eight weeks ago now. And I, I decided to go get some lunch and there's a guy playing the piano in Concourse A. And I was like, well, that guy's, I mean, he's just going to town. I mean, he's playing the piano. And I look on his tip jar and he's got like 15 bucks in there. And, I, and then I look around him and every, nobody's paying attention. Everyone's on their phones. And I was like, this guy is like going to town. And so, you know what? Again, it's my heartbeat. I, I want him to feel seen. So initially there was no, no sense that I was going to like raise money or anything. I just wanted to go meet him. So I sat next to him and I just, you know, just kind of like leaned in and he kept looking at me like, oh, this is cool, this guy. And so after he was done with the next song, he's like, man, this guy's staring at me. So he came over and I was like, hey, man, I just wanted to kind of, you know, listen to you. You're so good. He's like, thank you. You know, and then he starts telling me a story and I'm like, oh my gosh, I like this guy. He's like 60. He's a little bit old. He kind of feels like my dad. And and he, his story was so amazing. He used to play on this on, on the cruise ships, but then he got um, kidney failure. So he couldn't play on cruise ships anymore. So then he's on dialysis nine hours a night, every single night, like the rest of his life. And for the last 20 years, 
And I'm like, and you come here every day and play the piano. He's like, yeah. So he goes back and sit down. And I, that's when I was like, that's it. The Insta Familia is coming in. So initially the whole thought was 30 minutes. My flight leaves in 30 minutes. Let's see how much we can tip this guy in 30 minutes. So I, I put the, my Venmo out there, cash app. He didn't have any of those things. So I was, what I do is people just Venmo me and then I, I give it to these people. So sure enough, within 30 minutes, I had $10,000. And so I, I called him back over and th this video has gone super viral. <laughs> um, and I call him over and he sits down and I said, okay, so, hey, listen, I've been actually streaming you uh, to like all my thousands of followers on Instagram and they've just deposited $10,000 into my account to give to you. So I'm going to give you a $10,000 tip. And he literally looks at me and he drops an F-bomb. And then he says, who were they? Like, again, I don't think it registered because as I'm saying, like, like my friends on Instagram, he's like, who? And I said, yeah. 10th. And so he, he starts to cry and I left it up and overnight it got to $70,000. And then I think at last count, it was like about $120,000 that we tipped Tony, the piano guy uh, for, you know, playing the piano and just for being awesome and, and for seeing somebody. And, you know, I think the greatest thing about the story is Obviously, it went you know viral. We were on all this new shows and all the things. But Tony, he actually told me before I tipped him. He said, he said, yeah, man, like I, I you know, I've kind of lost my hope in humanity. He, I mean, he, this is something that he said. And after this happened, he goes, my faith in humanity is restored again. And you know, that's all I want to do. I just want to see people. And so, you know, I, I do it maybe about once a month. Uh, but my Instagram followers, man, they are every day. They're like, hey, what's the, when's the next time? Like I'm ready. Well, well you know, I got my ten bucks and. What I love is it's it's a collective, you know, they're the superheroes. My Instagram followers are the superheroes of the story. It's not me. I gave Tony 15 bucks. Like, like that's all I get. But collectively, everybody together gave him $120,000, which changed his life. And so I'm constantly looking out. I'm praying. I'm like, okay, like, what, where, who's the next person that needs to be seen? And then, you know, I'll sign like, like the bat sign, like over Gotham. I need somebody to make an Insta Familia sign that I just kind of shine on my Instagram and bam, people know it's time. Let's go. So yeah, I, it, it was an amazing day. That's so good. I, <laughs> you need a sign. I also feel like you need some type of special outfit or something. Yeah. Can we make that happen? Like it's like you show up. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'll pull, open my shirt and then I've got like whatever the Insta Familia <laughs> yes. logo. I could have like a bunch of selfies of everybody that follows me on Instagram on my chest and be like, we're here they for light, you. They light up like somehow it needs light to up. light up. Oh man, yes. this is, I, I knew that there was another reason for this podcast. This is taking it to a whole other level. Yeah, so. we need to elevate the, the, uh, in, the Insta Familia. Yes. The, uh, okay, whoever's listening to this and yeah, can execute absolutely. a really awesome costume. Hit us up on, on Instagram. I'm five foot nine, 185 pounds, like 34 inch waist. Let's make this happen. This is great. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love Carlos, it. Carlos, um, I, I would love to end with you yeah. sharing, you know, because your big thing is, is human hope is, is finding hope is connecting humanity and, and helping us all remember that we are human and yeah. that we're more powerful together than we are divided. Yeah. Is there like one final thing that you would like to leave? And I'm going to leave this really open ended yeah, sure. for you, but I guess the last thing that you would want to leave with whoever's listening today. Yeah. You know, I, I think that something that I have to tell people on a daily basis is 
is things are not getting worse. I, I, I know everybody thinks that they are, but I promise you, go back to Genghis Khan days, go back to the days where I like, things actually are not getting worse. We just now have the opportunity to see more than we have ever seen. So I feel like we were created, right? Like human humans in general, we're created to like, you know, again, hunt and gather and be in community with like our small families and our little units. We were never supposed to know what's happening in Afghanistan. Like, like that, like we just weren't like, that's just uh, until the last 150 years, wasn't a thing that humans had to do was to feel and carry the load for other people's stories. Now, can we evolve? Absolutely. But, but what I want to remind people is, is just so important. Things aren't worse than they used to be. So, so don't feel like the sky is falling. You have the opportunity to limit the amount of stories that you, that you partake of. You have the opportunity to, to close your circle to the point of being, you know, healthy again. So, so I just, I, I, I love to remind everybody that the sky is not falling. We're not more divided than we've ever been before. And we have the opportunity to reunite uh, anyone that we feel divided by. So anyway, that's a little scattered, but those are my thoughts. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out today. This is, you guys, you got to go. You have to go follow Carlos. You need to go grab his books. Where can people find your books and where can yeah. they come join your familia on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. No, if you listen, I, I used to have a website. Maybe I still have a website. Like I don't even rem know. We anymore. don't know. <laughs> I know who even knows anymore, but I definitely have an Instagram. And if you go to at Loswit, L-O-S-W-H-I-T on Instagram, and click the link in my bio, you can get to, you can get on my email list. You can get, find all my books and all the things, speaking schedule, everything's there. And so I'd love for you to join the Insta Familia. All right, go, go find Carlos on Instagram and we'll, we'll link um, all of his things down in the show notes too. You guys, thank you for hanging out with us today. There's so much hope for the future. And I love you guys so much because you are the exact people that the world needs, especially right now to, connect each other to look out for each other and i know that you're doing it because I, you tell me the things that you're doing and experiencing every day so we're right here with you and uh we'll see you next week thank you for joining me on today's episode of the i am podcast remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode i love hearing from you online so if there's something that really resonated with you, come and let me know. Share a screenshot of this podcast and tag me on Instagram at Ashley K. Lemieux so I can see what's impacting you the most. It might even help your friends. And remember, every time you ask yourself, am I really strong enough to do this? The answer is, I am. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.